You are listening to episode 143 of Shades Midweek, a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. We are inside of Three Stream Studios. It's a Wednesday afternoon. My name is John Mark DeRoe. I'm one of the co-hosts here of Shades Midweek, and I'm joined by Brad Brown. Brad, good to see you again. It's good to be seen. Anything new happening in your world that we haven't already discussed on the podcast? I don't think so. The focus right now is on a baby and keeping that baby alive still. Yep, yep. And then my knee, which is slowly but surely getting better. Good. So been going to rehab, Mm. which is great. Have you ever been to physical therapy, John Mark? No. You should go. Just to have fun? Just to go. Just to see what it's like. You got anything that... You could work on back. Not right now. Legs. Okay. But yeah, I've had a great experience with ATI. ATI, meeting all of Birmingham's physical therapy needs. Email the code Shades Midweek to get 15% off your next visit. There are new sponsors, ATI. <laughs> new yeah, sponsors of the show. Work. That's right. We have sponsors this year. John Mark, what about you? Shades Midweek. It's the start of a new year. You can smell the optimism in the air. What's what's going there on? There is with you? a lot of optimism in the air. Uh, you know, not too much. Uh, Ashley and I are trying to get healthy this year, trying to exercise more. So that's definitely a thing that's happening. Well, you talked about running this I've, past Sunday. I've been running. I've I've ran a, a handful of times. Man, um, trying to keep up with that, trying to do it on a consistent basis. I tell you what's difficult is finding time to exercise. You know, what what time of day do you exercise? That's you know, a big you, thing. Some people, uh, like Ashley's been doing, she's been getting up early in the morning. There's a group of women Oof. that walk together, and they wake up at like 4.50 and then meet at 5, and they'll do like a three-and-a-half-mile walk or whatever. Gosh. And, uh, you know... God bless them. One of the other dads on the street that we live on was like, hey, on the days that... The women aren't walking. Maybe mm-hmm. the men could walk. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. So meet me outside my house at like 445. And I texted him. that uh, It was actually the night of this the horrible national championship that just took place. Yeah, it was horrible. And I was watching, and I was like, man, I'm going to be honest. I need that extra hour of sleep tomorrow. I'm, I'm not going to make it. Uh, and then I ended up coming home. And running that afternoon. Afternoon. So you're you're finding your space. In I gotta the find it. I gotta find the time in the afternoon to pull it off. It's tough. I like working out in the afternoon, but now that I have a child, it's tough. You don't. You know. You don't have the freedom that you once had. Mm-hmm. So I get why people wake up early. I get it too. I just it's hate hard it so much. It's hard. You're a night owl too. I am. You like to burn the midnight oil. Yeah, I was up last night watching the Auburn basketball game. Oh, man, that was great. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, there's not too much new happening. Uh, We are, uh, Jonathan's not here for the podcast today. He had many other previous engagements on his schedule. He's a busy man. And could not make it happen today, which I totally understand. And we can move forward without him. So we're going to see if I have an album this week. Let's see. Album of the week. Oh, you did not have a home. 
There were places you visited frequently You took off your shoes and scratched your feet Cause you knew that the whole world belongs to the meek And you did not have a home No, you did not have a home Do you like Kevin Max? Whoa! And you did not take a wife Do you There like it is There were pretty maids all in a row Who lined up to touch the hem of your robe But you had no place to take them So you did not take a wife I mean, it's him, no, but it's a little different I'll explain in a moment Do you like Rich Mullins? Birds oh, I was like, is he about to come in? What? Foxes have damned I do But the hope of the whole world rests on the shoulders of a homeless man is this a Rich Mullins song? It is. All right. So for everyone who has no idea what's happening, let me explain. My album of the week this week is a album that comes from various artists, not just oh. one. Uh, it has been titled The Bellsburg Sessions. The name of the album is Bellsburg the songs of Rich Mullins. Huh. So let me tell you about what's going on. So this particular song is called You Did Not Have a Home. Uh, Kevin Max, of course, is featured on the vocals. Mitch Mc McVicker must be on the guitars there. Bellsburg, the album. So what is this? What's happening? Yeah, what if is If you happening? go to the website, richmullins25.com, Bellsburg, the songs of Rich Mullins, Old Bear Records is proud to produce this tender and beautiful 18-track album recorded in the home of Rich Mullins, now the home of Connie, in Bellsburg, Tennessee. These tracks were recorded with sparse arrangements, in some cases one voice and one instrument, very much like this one, so that the energy and passion of each artist and the amazing lyrics shine. So... They, there are a number of musicians on this record. Uh, Kevin Max from DC Talk, Andrew Peterson, uh, Sarah Groves. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Amy Grant. She's on here too. It's the songs of Rich Mullins. They cover a number of his songs. This song in particular was actually like a demo that Rich Mullins... He, he, they, it was eventually released as a demo tape. Oh, wow. But... When you listen to his version, it it sounds it's very raw. It's like Rich Mullins singing in like an acoustic guitar, and uh, I love the lyrics to this song. The whole the whole world rests on the shoulders of a homeless man. It's just very fitting that someone like a Kevin Max would sing that song. That mm -hmm. would be the choice for him. But there's some man. Uh, there's a great version of the song "Hold Me Jesus" on here by Sarah Groves. Oh my goodness. Just shows you how beautiful the lyrics are, how great of a songwriter Rich Mullins was. Mm. So we're coming up. I think 2023 is like. I'll just let you listen to this. When these mountains look so big and my faith just seems so small. Shaking like a leaf. Yeah. You've been king of my glory. Won't you be my prince of peace? You've been my king of glory. Won't you be my prince of peace? 
I believe it was known that this song, Hold Me Jesus, uh, Rich Mullins was pretty open about his addictions. Mm-hmm. And uh, so even like the the lyric, uh, Hold Me Jesus, because I'm shaking like a leaf, is in reference to... Withdrawals. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when you take all that into account of this beautiful song, You've been my king of glory. Would you be my prince of... I mean, it is mm. just, wow, a cry for just... You know, yeah. longing for God's peace in someone's yeah. life that's battling something that's really hard to battle. So, wow. uh, this album is incredible. John Paul actually told me about it okay. last year. It came out last year. Oh, wow. I had not been able to feature it yet. It was released on November 4th. But there's a book that I just got. It's like a 25 year edition, I guess, of this Rich Mullins book. Um, I just got it. Maybe we'll feature it on Bradford's book club. But there's a lot happening in the Rich Mullins camp right now. It's it's pretty yeah, exciting. I'm all Check about out it. that album, Bellsburg Sessions. Okay, we're gonna do something that we've never done before. Well, maybe we have done before. We're gonna do a hybrid situation uh, with some of our segments. Mm. So here we here we go. We're gonna go into Bradford's book club, and then we're just gonna see what happens. Thank you to the Kansas City Boys Choir for that beautiful intro to Bradford's Book Club. Today, Bradford's Book Club is teaming up. Mm -hmm. We're about building bridges here at Bradford's Book Club, and we are building a bridge to the email corridor. The email corridor. That's right. It's a mashup. It's a combination. It's a partnership. It is about being together. So, today we have a book recommendation. This is not a first, but it is a first book recommendation from Alec Hirsch. He emailed in and felt so passionate about this book, he wrote this email. So, let's read it together, shall we? Midweek. Should Bradford's Book Club be accepting recommendations? I have one I'd like to share. My recommendation is... Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Amazon described the book's book as follows. Are you familiar with Cal Newport? Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> if you're listening, but JM, are you familiar? Have you heard that name before? Okay, so I have heard the name, and is this the Deep Work guy? It is. Okay. So I've never read the book. That's right. We plan on having Cal actually on the podcast this year. Really? Yeah, with Tim Keller and wow. all That's these other crazy. figures that we're really excited about. Big year. Um, it is a big year for us. So this is what uh, Amazon, or Jeff Bezos, I'm not sure who writes it. Do you think Jeff Bezos writes these things? <laughs> I don't think Jeff Bezos has to write anything. Okay. Well... He pays someone Here are the words. That. In this timely and enlightening book, the best-selling author of Deep Work introduces a philosophy for technology use that already has improved countless lives. Newport gives us a name for this quiet movement and makes a persuasive case for its urgency in our tech-saturated world. Mm. Common sense tips like turning off notifications, 
or occasional rituals like observing a digital Sabbath. Don't go far enough in helping us take back control of our technological lives. And the tips to unplug completely are complicated by the demands of family, friends, and work. That's true. What we need instead is a thoughtful method to decide what tools to use for what purpose and under what conditions. This reminds me of Andy. Why am I blank? All I can think is Andy, Andy Crouch. Squ- Andy Crouch. All I could think was Andy Squires. I think sure. Andy Squires would be down with this. Oh, absolutely. But Andy Crouch, where he really wants you to look at technology and say, is this serving me or am I serving this technology? Which is a pretty... For- Profound question. Seems what Newport's getting at here. So here's what Alex says for him. He says, three huge insights I took from reading this book. One, we need to think about our relationship to digital technology. Newport suggests we change, suggests, I can't talk, we change our mindset from, can this technology add value to my life? See, there we go. Right. To, is this technology the best way to support these highest values in my life? Hmm. We need more solitude. Huh. He goes deep into the importance of solitude, defined as being free from input from other minds. It's incredibly important that we live in a world where it's easy and commonplace to not have an ounce of solitude in a typical day. Man, isn't that the truth? It is the truth. Do you ever find yourself... I know we're not done with the email yet, I don't think. We're just getting started. Uh it's hard for me to make that space sometimes if I'm just being vulnerable and honest here. How many yeah. times do you find yourself, uh, I'm just going to throw out an example for me personally, like maybe uh, the kids have left the house in the morning, uh, Ashley's out, and I'm like making my lunch that I'm going to bring to work later that day, and I'm just like, I could be totally quiet in that moment, I'm by myself at my house. No mm-hmm. one's there, no yeah. other input. But yet I put on a podcast. It's like the the need for information to just be flooding me at all times. And, it, yes. and then it's hard to get out of that cycle once you're used to doing that. Once you're used to like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, maybe I could just listen to an album real quick. Maybe there's an album I haven't heard before. Oh, what about that podcast? I need to check that out. Or, You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. Yeah, I got a book a few years ago, featured it on the book club, of course, and it was a book uh, with contemplative prayer practices for Christians that right. deal with chronic anxiety. And so in there, he actually has these recordings that you can download, and they're guided prayers, but they're, it's really mostly sitting in silence, and they're all 20 minutes long. <laughs> and uh, the times that I've tried to do it, it it's extremely challenging, right? And it can be ex- extremely frustrating because you have all these random thoughts just come into your mind. Very easy to get distracted. You can feel like maybe nothing's happening. But I found that as I, if I was able to do it consistent, consistently, I actually wanted to return to it. And I really did get this sense of peace from sitting in silence with the Lord. And this might sound a little odd to some people, but really connecting with myself, checking in on myself, but then also connecting with the Lord. It was it was really something new for mm. me that I'd never done before. And what's interesting with that is I think part of being able to sit in silence and solitude, what it does is when all those thoughts come into your mind and all those random fears, anxieties, worries, 
strange thoughts, whatever it may be, you're kind of able to uh, assess them and just let them move through. And part of that is kind of building a muscle of being able to deal with different thoughts as you go throughout the day, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So it's kind of like in that moment of silence and solitude, it's actually uh, an opportunity for you to practice dealing with intrusive thoughts so that then during the day you almost respond. But the problem is that most of the time we do not like to sit with our thoughts. Right. And... Um, and so, you know, especially if you have young kids, like you were just talking about, it's constant chaos. There's constantly something to do. You can just kind of be in go, go, go mode. And so when that goes away, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do yeah. with the silence? What do you do with the space? What do you do when you're alone with yourself? That's where, honestly, a lot of people can get into trouble. Right. Right. So solitude. Well, this got heavy. Is there any more to the email? (laughs) This is really good stuff. Yes. So his last point that he picked up from the book, the benefits of walking. Again, something you have to read the book in order to get all the insights on, but how he incorporates walking into his digital philosophy is inspiring and fascinating. You know, I want to hear more about that because as you've stated uh, Jordan and I are self-proclaimed and John Mark proclaimed walkers. Brad's a big walker. Yes. Not just a walker, a big walker. A big walker would be the official title. And uh, my wife and I, we try to walk in the evenings together, every evening. Yeah. yeah. And we've gotten to where the more we do it, the longer we can go. Isn't that yep. interesting? Yeah. So, But it's great because when you're walking with one another – uh, you know, only, you know, it's a way to decompress at the end of the day and only getting exercise. Your heart rate's getting up. If you can walk long enough, uh, but you're able to connect. Yeah. It's hard to be on your phone, look at your phone and walk. Yeah. The other day when I was, so, so my, my running thing that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. in Bluff Park, there are, there's no like, like flat roads anywhere. That is true. And really in Birmingham, it can be tough. It's rough to find a, a flat surface that you can just run on, right? Yep. And not have to experience some crazy some pretty intense hills, yeah. So what I try to do is walk a little bit, do a section where I know I can run, then walk a little bit more. So I'm getting the heart rate up, and it's, yep. it's like in intervals. But when I was doing that the other day and walking, there was just some guy walking on his phone. I'm just like... how. I feel oh. like like he was staring at his phone and walking down down the street, and I'm uh-huh. just like, "How do you? Do you have headphones in? Yeah, I think so. And uh, okay. but, but he's like looking at his phone. It, it it just, I don't know. I'm like, how? I feel like you're kind of defeating the purpose of being out in in the world and interacting with the world right now. Now I listen to music mm. when I run, but I'm still like looking at I'm looking at the houses. That's that right. I'm, I'm looking at the neighborhood that I live in. Yes. and people that pass by. Yep. You can't do that if you're on your phone no, and walking at the Well, it's time. amazing how much more you observe when you walk. Yeah. And the things you miss by being in a car mm-hmm. and driving so quickly. Well, I think that's a great email from Alec and really timely just if you're starting and you're hitting up some New Year's resolutions, right? Man, you know what's so crazy is Newport in this book, I... Uh, so have Alec, you read you this book? Correct me. No, but I've listened to him oh, give okay. a few lectures. Okay. And he brings out some of the points in this book. And I think he 
he advocates for getting off social media. And I think what's so crazy is like, you can have a conversation about that, right? And the benefits of that or taking a different approach, so on and so forth. But I think what's so crazy is like how that's such a controversial argument now. (laughs) Like it sounds crazy to say like, okay, what if you didn't have a Facebook account? Yeah. What if you didn't have an Instagram account? What if you didn't have a Twitter account? And it's like, I I can't even imagine a world. <laughs> for some people, it might not be as difficult, but I mean, for me, I think that's a that sounds like wow, that's a huge, that is a massive <laughs> shift. You know, yeah. it's just become so embedded in the way that we function and interact with others mm-hmm. on a day in and day out basis. Get news, yeah, feel connected. So yeah. I've started putting a time limit on my iPhone when oh, it comes wow. to social media. I know you've been doing that Man. too. Yes, it's tough. It's tough. It, it re- don't ask my wife because I'm always like, "Can I have five more minutes?" I feel like a you know a teenager. Well, there is a recalibration that happens because as you're using the app, you're like, "Okay, I'm taking up time right now. <laughs> is what I'm doing like?" Good and like, am I getting what I want out of this app for today? Because I'm using my time. That yeah, I have for I'm curious. Today what right app now. did you put it on? Instagram and Twitter. Okay, wow. Yeah, because Twitter is tricky because I can just like Man. scroll and then you start reading replies and comments and then you and there's links right. There's links. Click a so link. Read this article. Look. Yeah. Watch this video. Yeah. Video. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, dude. So. Yeah. Do you find yourself even when it's timed out picking up your phone? And like going to click on the app, that's that happens oh, to me yeah. a lot. Sure, like it's done. I can't. Yeah, I can't see anymore for the day. But I just instinctively go and click on it. Yeah. Well, Interesting. That, that was great. Well, great book recommendation. And honestly, we were a little overwhelmed with the email corridor this week after our first episode of the year, our year in review. Uh, we were inundated. Inundated. With emails in the you email love to see it. So let's take a trip even further. Even further. We've never gone this far. Never before. I don't know what we're going to find. Into the email corridor. All right. Grant Primo, frequent writer into the show. Boy, this is a trip. He always, uh, he's, he always does such a phenomenal job writing in. He does. The subject of the email is Brad's knee. Dear Shades Midweek, after listening to the 2022 wrap-up episode, I have a lot of questions about Brad's knee. So maybe we could take these one by one. Yes. Should I? Should we take them I'm one glad. by one, or should I read them all, and then what well, should we do? Just to be clear, I am a doctor. So, <laughs> so you can answer these with confidence and clarity. Exactly. Number one, what kind of witch doctor put a dead man's ACL in Prad's knee? Did he also prescribe leeches to suck out the injury? <laughs> Number two. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, you going to answer that? <laughs> so if you Google, well, I'm not Googling. Watch the documentary. I'm duck, duck, going, cadaver, knee surgery. The second thing to come up is WebMD, torn ACL, is cadaver tissue the right fix? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, pub, a- then we're going down the 
there's another article talking about soft tissue release and total knee from Pu- uh, National Library of Medicine. Uh, cadaver study using knees without deformities. Well, this is not it was not a witch doctor, just to be clear. Two is a, a bit of a follow-up. How many other graves has Brad robbed for body parts? Is he basically half zombie now? No comment. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a dead person's tissue, I mean, that's 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 pretty out there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild. Number three, I don't know a lot about ACL surgeries, but I've watched some movies and know that when you use a dead person's body part and then it disintegrates, that means it was cursed, and you're probably cursed too. Not so much a question, but more of a warning to Brad. So so maybe I need to find a witch doctor, is what he's saying. <laughs> Back to that first question. Number four, has Brad tested his knee yet to see if the tendon healed a little too tight, like in the classic 1993 film Rookie of the Year, and now he can kick a 70-yard field goal? Have you tried Have you tried that out yet? You know, I haven't, but is that what happens in Rookie of the Year? In Rookie of the Year, he, you know, whatever, breaks his arm or something, or but something with his shoulder, right? And then when he when it uh, after the injury, yeah. he can all of a sudden like pitch a hundred mile right. an hour fastballs. Okay, right? Well, I don't want to sound stupid. Wasn't that based on a true story? <laughs> There's a baseball movie that's based I, on a true story of a guy. Well, this was a ch- a kid. Oh, this was a kid. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what I'm, movie I'm talking? About? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes, I just Googled it. I'm thinking of the... There's a Disney movie where an older guy... The Rookie. The Rookie. Okay. See the connection? I think Bruce Willis is in that. It's... I thought it was... Not Dennis Quaid. Uh, Maybe it is Dennis Quaid. Randy... No, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's been in a lot of those, like, Disney sports movies. Yes. So it's not That's Bruce Willis. what I was thinking of. It's not Bruce Willis. It's, ah, probably it's is. Dennis Quaid. You're always right. No, about dude, these I, I could be totally wrong. There's so many movies named The Rookie. Ah, this is terrible. That is what it's content. called, right? I don't. This is riveting yes. stuff. If you're on the other end of this, Dennis Quaid, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you. 2002. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, a Texas baseball coach makes the major league after agreeing to try out if his high school team made the playoffs. So what I did in my mind was I took that movie that I saw as a kid and then combined it with Rookie of the Year. I combined the narratives and then thought it was a true story, therefore making Grant's proposal a possible reality. I haven't tried to kick any field goals yet, Grant. I'll talk to ATI. About that. ATI, Birmingham, offering services. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. And then uh, Grant wraps up by saying, I think the Shades Midweek listeners need answers to these questions, but don't, like, go crazy and turn this into another reoccurring segment like the Taco Tour. We don't need to hear about Brad's body every week. Best regards, Grant Primo Esquire. Well, thank you, Grant. Thanks, Grant. Wow. For that. Really thought-provoking stuff. I can assure you that we will not turn this into a recurring segment where we talk about Brad's ACL or something like that every week. But he did, did, however, mention tacos. It's raining tacos. That's right. 
It's not over yet. It's never over, is it? It it's never ne- It's never going to be over. It never ends. So we lifted the moratorium. Gosh, who wrote this song? The liberties <laughs> that we're going to owe them is going to bankrupt this entire church. I hope they never find out. <coughs> I think we lifted the moratorium on emailing the show about the tacos. Okay. Because... I think that happened last week because uh, our listenership had gone down a little bit. Mm. Uh, but this is what happens when you do that. So my email's about tacos. Yep. Jordan Yarbrough, who's uh, him and his wife and uh, his family are newer to Shades Valley. They've been coming for a little bit. He wrote in. He's been listening to Midweek. And he wrote into the show and had some pretty uh, strong statements to make. Wow. In particular about my taco breakdown. Oh, wow. So this is personal. It got personal. So the subject is Cham's taco breakdown. Here's Jordan. I'm sitting here in my office enjoying four Campechanos tacos from Taqueria Juarez. Oh, we went there. We did. It's walking distance from my office. Oh, Praise he's lucky. the Lord. Listening to the 2022 wrap-up episode, and much to my delight, y'all are talking about tacos. Shocking. Wow. Providential, some would say. Uh, Also, I want to add that, man, shout out for the Campechanos tacos. Jordan knows what's up. All right. Couple of thoughts. First, I think JM's rating system did Taco Moro Loco dirty. How can you factor in an average chicken taco score ACTS from other places to the total taco score TTS. I understand the need for the denominator to be the same across the board, but it seems like it would have been more fair and scientifically accurate to remove the lowest score from each of the other taco places and use a denominator of three. The more delicious option would have been to drive to Taco Moro Loco and try the chicken taco and factor that into your TTS. Just my humble opinion. So I will respond to that, but I'm going to finish the email first. Secondly, I believe your new Shades Midweek data cruncher may be broken. JM stated that his TTS, that's total taco score for those who are following along at home, for Los Valadores was 30 points. But then he said that his average taco score, ATS, was 7.625. How is this possible if four tacos were eaten and the TTS was 30, the ATS would be 7.5, not 7.625. In order for the ATS to be 7.625, one would have had to have used 3.9344.2623 as the denominator was there one bite left of a taco that was not factored into the calculation? The people want to know. Also, Jonathan, I plan to do all the math and show it, but that seemed like too much to add to this already long email. Let's just go grab tacos sometime. Peace, love, and tacos. Wow. So good. This feels like one of those podcasts where you've just gotten ripped on another podcast, <laughs> and I brought you on, and I'm like, so, John Mark, what – Obviously, you know, Jordan made some good arguments. A lot of people have been responding. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on some of his criticism? We want, to, we want to hear it from you. Well, first of all, I do want to go, let's go get tacos. That sounds great. The first thing that I do want to say in regards to Taco Moro Loco and the average chicken taco score, ACTS, and all of those things, uh, his recommendation actually uh, is the right thing. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, just admit that I was wrong. Wow. Yep. I'm wow. I'm going to admit that I was wrong. 
and say that uh, Jordan's recommendation is the right thing to do. Holy cow. Uh, so here's what I've done. <laughs> Given that uh, that's a new way to factor in the total taco score, which then factors into the overall score, uh, here's what I've done. Oh, and one other thing that I want to address real quick about the Shades of Midweek data cruncher. The deal with the data cruncher is that I've done a little uh, a little bit of online research. I just wanted to make sure, okay, is this data cruncher that I purchased, is it calibrated properly? Yeah. Uh, because sometimes these things can be... Uh, Discalibrated, and when you spend, gonna make and when you spend thousands of dollars, you want to make sure you want to make fair. sure that your data cruncher is in order. Yeah, uh, it is. What happened on the podcast? Okay, uh, when I said that Los Valadores was thirty points, was actually just a matter of me seeing Jonathan's reaction to my whole system. He was basically over in the corner. Uh, with his hands in his face. He was very overwhelmed. He was he was not having it. So I got in a hurry. He wasn't listening. So so it started to make me a little stressed and I got mm. in a hurry and I misspoke, but I did have thirty point five written down. Wow. So yeah, so I just wanted to make that clear. It it, it wasn't three and a half tacos. It wasn't three point what was it? What did he say? Three point nine three four four two six two three tacos. It was a full four tacos. Uh, I just misspoke uh, because Jonathan was starting to stress me out a little bit because he was stressed out. Wow. Yeah. So that mm. is what's going on. So don't blame it on the, the data cruncher. The data cruncher, uh, I, I checked on all that. So and really you're saying I troubleshooted it's, it's, Jonathan's, it. all good. it's Jonathan's fault. It's all on Jonathan. And that makes sense. It does. It tracks with everything. It, it tracks. Wow. You know, at Shades Midweek, we say that you're part of the conversation, and I think it's emails like these powerful, vulnerable emails where people put themselves out there that really make that slogan not just a saying, but an identity that we have here at the podcast. Okay, if you guys are still with us, here's what's what's going on. So, But I loved Jordan's recommendation. So he said, since the, I only ate three tacos at Taco Moro Loco, that I should then take away the lowest rated taco from each restaurant and get a total tacos, taco score taco. from the top three at each place. So here's what I wrote down. If I take away the <laughs> lowest score from the other taco places, uh, we actually get a tie. Check this out. Everybody relax. We get a tie between Taco Moro Loco and Taqueria La Eradura of 8.91. Now, Taqueria La Eradura was my second place. So you get a tie there. If we further dive into the scores, uh, you will see that I uh, and this is this is how I make the tiebreaker basically. So there's okay. a tie. How do I differentiate? And this is when when human the human experience the human starts experience. to come into play. Yeah. So I'm gonna give the tiebreaker to Taqueria Liar. You're in. Here's why. I liked the sauce more. The tortilla. Wow. The tortillas were better. The restaurant aesthetic and atmosphere I liked more, and the service was better. We had a we actually unfortunately mm. had a really bad service at Taco Moro Loco. It took us. They actually forgot our order. Let's just mm. be real. I'm not trying to drag them in the mud. No, nope. they, they make good tacos. I right. will go back. 
I will go back there and eat. Right, right. They forgot our order. Yes. It happened. We're not so, blaming anybody. Yeah. Uh, as a side note, I ate at Taco Moro Loco a month prior to going as a part of the Shades Midweek official taco tour, where uh-huh. I did, in fact, consume said chicken taco. Oh. And it was on par with the chicken taco from Taqueria and was also my least favorite of the tacos I consumed that day. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well. Wow. Furthermore, all of this falls irrelevant because the new total taco score for Dos Hermanos, when eliminating the lowest-rated taco... Is 26. 26 divided by 3 gives me a total taco score at TTS of 8.66. My restaurant score, RS, was 9.3. 9.3 plus 8.66 yields 17.96. Divide that by 2. I get a total score, whatever I called that, of 8.98 out of 10. So, uh, Taqueria La Aradir was 8.91. Under the new system, Dos Hermanos beats it out at 8.98. So, Dos Hermanos still wins. Wow. Uh, my top three are then Dos Hermanos, followed by Taqueria La Aradira, who gets the tiebreaker, Taco Moro Loco, and then Los Valadores at 8.75. There you have it. JM, thank you so much for going into all of the detail and all of the math so that we could clearly, <laughs> clearly see that, in fact, each restaurant was treated with fairness and dignity. And respect. And respect. And that I took the time. We really care here at Shades of Midweek. If you write in, we take it seriously. You take it seriously. And I'm going to take time out of my day to That's address right. your concerns, your needs, your suggestions. And uh, that leaves us. That leads us to our final email. Our final email. You might be asking. It's not over. <laughs> it is not. I told you we were inundated. Inundated. With emails. We're gonna have to hire someone to. Now this is an interesting. See email. all these emails. This email is titled "Fake News." Oh wow! So it's the subject is fake news. The subject is fake news. So is it about the topic of fake news, or is this fake news itself? The writer is Jonathan Hafes. Huh. Jonathan Hafes, who's not here today. The now he wrote into his own show. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of any podcast, but the host of the podcast show wrote in to his own show. Yes. It I wish that he was here to argue with himself. <laughs> Dear Midweek. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. That is true. He does listen he listens to the, the show quite a bit. Unlike me. Definitely not a co-host of the show, and we all know that's fake That's news. a lie. That's not true. Yeah. For the sake of accuracy and respect to all the faithful residents of the uh, email corridor. The email corridor. I feel compelled to point out that there were actually 36... Emails sent to midweek at shadesvalley.org, not the aforementioned 27 or whatever weak sauce number it was. I'm not sure what this says about the reliability of the rest of the numbers you reported about the podcast. Probably that they were all horribly low. I bet midweek has more like 7.4 million downloads. 
the new data cruncher. Here we go again with the data cruncher. Yeah, very they controversial. They need to be crunched itself. All this to say some people love and respect those who email midweek so much that they save every single email and are able to do an accurate count of how many emails were received. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying sincerely, definitely not Jonathan Hayes. Wow. John Mark. The viewers, the listeners, and even the hosts really came at you. <laughs> I've been under siege today. You've been under siege. You've been challenged. But that's part of being in the spotlight. It's part of being an influencer. It's part of having a worldwide Worldwide, as the data shows, yes. worldwide podcast with Saudi. listeners from all over. We're big in Saudi Arabia. Exactly. So, so you know, it's just the nature of the beast. You're going to get criticism, mm -hmm. especially if you do something like a taco tour. We're so worldwide, in fact, that if I suddenly disappear and stop hosting the show, it's because the show's been sold to a Saudi prince for billions of dollars and I've rode off into the sunset to leave midweek behind. So that's how big we're talking here. That's how big this is. Wow. Now the data cruncher once again yep. has come under fire. Man. Uh and I just here's what I've got to say here. Sometimes maybe it's not the machine itself, but it's the person that's using machine the machine. Okay, the data cruncher takes the data that it's been put in and then it crunches it and then it gives you more data. Wow. Output. Uh-huh. Yeah. Input, output, output, input, output, input. So here's what I have to say. I, I, I double checked all the numbers because okay, this good. is what I do at midweek. I'm not going to be lazy about this. Right. Thankfully. So Jonathan said that there's actually 36 emails sent to Shades Midweek, not the aforementioned 27. I went back. Okay. And here's what happened. There was, there was something that happened last year. We switched over our uh, email hosting to Google. That's and right. We sold our souls. Can we say that publicly? I don't know. They're listening. Maybe I shouldn't much. say that. <laughs> Uh, Alphabet. Can we just call it Alphabet? That's the company that owns. That's the yes. parent company. Yes. Turns out that when that happened and we reestablished our email addresses, mm -hmm. the midweek emails actually got put into two different inboxes, and I was unaware of this. Wow. Man. So the data cruncher was correct in that the data that I put in and then what came out okay, okay. was correct, but that was because of a user error on my part. Wow. But I hate to say it, Jonathan, but you're wrong too. <gasps> you're wrong too. I don't have, <gasps> I need. Yeah, what? It, glass breaking? Don't we have that or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. You're wrong too. That's right. You're wrong too. We'll just use all of our. <laughs> Last one was good. It was actually a total, not 27, not 36, like Jonathan said. There were 40 emails wow. to the email corridor last, last year. This changes everything. This changes everything. 
This changes everything, and it's more than I could have ever hoped or imagined. So we're off to a good start already. We've received four, and here's what I've done to make sure that this does never happens again is I've created a, a label, a new little tab, a folder, if you want, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. in my email inbox that's specific, specifically for Shades Midweek emails. Yep. Every time we get one, I'm just going to drag it in there wow. and then count it at the end of the year. Yeah. Man, our PR team has just been having quite the week. I mean, it's been one thing after another. It's been one thing after the other, one press release after the other, clarifying our actions. But I feel like we've settled it. I think we've settled. I think we've put everything to bed. Put everything to bed. I want to personally thank everyone for writing in. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Grant, Jordan, and even if it's a host of the show that wrote in, Jonathan, thank you for writing in, taking the time. And I think I'm just thankful that we live in a society where people are pretty forgiving and tend to give second chances. And if a group makes a mistake, normally people are pretty slow yeah. To give their opinion or yeah. pass judgment right. or say what should have happened or go online and write really mean things and leave really long comments saying really horrible things and jumping to conclusions. So I'm just thankful for that. Well, and we're a podcast that if we make a mistake, we own up to it. And I've owned up to my mistakes today. I think that Jordan's That's recommendation right. on how to tally the scores was better than what I had originally come up with and I owned it and I fixed that. That's right. And that's a model for all of us. Mm -hmm. So, and we fixed the email thing too. We fixed the email thing. So, uh, right in to the email corridor midweek at shadesvalley.org. So we spent a lot of time in the email corridor today, reading all the emails, talking to the listeners, you know, we're, we're really like a listener first podcast here right as we say exactly because the podcast we had planned (laughs) fell apart it did so we were supposed to interview someone tomorrow someone that goes to shades and someone in their family got sick so uh just to be safe we decided oh hey don't worry about it don't put pressure on yourself to try to be here and make arrangements otherwise. So we're going to we're going to table that conversation for next week. We actually already have an interview lined up for next week, so we're 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 going to get everything together. We've got some great episodes coming up, but that was today. It was sort of like the email corridor overload. That's right. And we really needed to clean clean house. We needed to clean house, and there's nothing that we love more than interacting with our fans, if I can put it that way. <laughs> Oh, man. We're going to get some emails about that. That's for sure. Well, I hope you all enjoyed today's fun little podcast. Maybe it was a little bit of a break from your day, and I hope it brought you some laughter, some joy. A little bit of fun. Maybe Some reprieve. Some reprieve. Maybe that's what we should title it. Just a little bit of fun. Hey, we're just having fun. Just a little bit of good old-fashioned. Look at us. A little good old-fashioned fun. Good old-fashioned clean fun. Good old-fashioned clean fun. Just a little fun. Just a little something. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. Especially now. (laughs) Especially in our society today, let me tell you. Exactly. (laughs) Well, why should people listen to Shades Midweek, Brad? What's the deal? Because, wait, listen to Shades Midweek. 
Yeah, well, yeah, right? Or write in. What's the, right, what do we yeah. say? What do we well, you need to listen. Okay, they need to listen. Because it's awesome. Duh. <laughs> but then you need to write in because here at Shades Midweek, you're part of the conversation, and we mean that from the bottom of our hearts. Our hearts that beat for you. Cue the music. <laughs>